Welcome to the People, Purpose, and Profits Business Coaching Podcast with Brian Buck and Kat Park. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the People, Purpose, Profit Business Coaching Podcast. I am Brian Buck, and my co-host is... Coach Kat. And we are excited today to talk to you about self-care. As entrepreneurs, whether we're solopreneurs, coaches, consultants, small to medium-sized businesses, we got to take care of ourselves. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the importance of that and tips on how to do that. How about you, Kat? You want to kick us off? Oh, definitely. One of the things that I notice a lot of people come on when they, you know, they come to work with me is, you know, feeling overwhelmed. And, you know, to me, that's a sign of doing too many things and not nothing at all at once. <laughs> because, you know, we don't manage our thoughts, our energy, our schedule well. And it's so important because if you really want to serve, if you want to make an impact, you know, you have to take care of yourself. And I think people have this misconception that as you advance in business, things will get easier. And while, yes, we can delegate things, right, mm -hmm. is, you know, the more you advance, the more things you have to be in charge of. So new level, know, new devil. Right. You exactly. New things happen when you grow. Exactly. And you have to like start, you know, from the beginning, when you start a business, when, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, you have to begin right there. That's when you have to get, again, you know, be in charge of your thoughts and charge of your time and charge of your schedule and put some time aside for creativity, for relaxation, for detachment, you know, what are some of the, the things that you've uh, experienced being an online entrepreneur? Well, I know for me, I even learned this just in my corporate job. And it has benefited me now as an entrepreneur to have taken these practices. But I, in the past, have suffered from migraines. And when I really look back at what triggers the migraine, because they were never random, they have always been, I always call this when I've given more than I've taken in. And it's like, I give, I give, I support, I create, I create, I, I'm putting all of this output, but never getting any input. And my body just stops. It just Replenish. says, no more. This isn't going to happen anymore for me. And so learning that just because migraines are horrible to go through, I had to go through like a survival mode on what do I need to do to offset it? And what that did come down is just a decision to start doing self-care, taking time out and, and doing what I need to do to replenish. Right. And I, I also think, um, you know, eating as well is so important that, you know, once again, I think we talked about it when we spoke about focus you know, it's taking the time to actually sit and enjoy what you're eating, not constantly being, you know, like doing three things at once, you know, trying to create a course and eating and, you know, because it's, it's important for the body to know 
It's, it's just like a little dog. You have to train them that now it's time for treats. Now it's time for, you know, play. Now it's time for, for sleep or, you know, you have to set time aside to do it in, in a proper way. And I think yeah. with modern times that gets neglected quite a bit. And that's why we have such poor diets. Yeah. Well, it also, I don't know where I learned this, but I love this play on words that they said a self care is not self soothing. And their point being, there's a lot of people who, uh, when they're stressed, they stress eat, or they drink wine, or they do all of these different things. They're not necessarily self-care. You're doing these things to forget or to numb. And uh, so I I could see recognizing in ourselves that, um, you know, especially if we're doing something new and we're nervous about it, or maybe our business isn't necessarily making the profits that we want and we're Mm -hmm. nervous about where the rent's going to come. That's getting in that fear mindset. And instead of dealing with the fear mindset, we tune to self-soothing instead. But that all that does is just make you ignore it. So I definitely want to make sure people are clear about that difference because yeah, you're right. Is if we're conscious and, and I talk a lot about something that has helped me in my life is just being intentional in everything you do. I'm going to chill and relax and enjoy my food intentionally. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch this show intentionally versus just kind of going with whatever. Cause if I just go the way that I feel, I'm probably not going to always make the right choices. <laughs> Exactly. And that's, you know, one thing that we need to pay attention to is our feelings, especially when you're dealing with uncertainty and entrepreneurship, if it it can (laughs) be described in one word, it would be, you know, uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Because there's so many variables, there's so many things that we have to learn, and we have to learn to think on our feet. But a lot of people struggle with that. And what they do is, like you said, they mask it with food or <clears throat> some other like thing. And we don't want, you know, going into business to try to make a good impact in the world to leave you burnout and upset and depressed at the end of the day, right? Because then it's not worth it. Right. Yeah. You put yourself at financial risk, emotional risk and health risk by doing that for sure. Exactly. Like being an entrepreneur, you know, my vision and the clients that I work with should lead to freedom, passion and connection and not feeling those three. That's a signal to be able to say, all right, what's really happening here? How do I get things in alignment that I go towards those three and whatever those translate to me for you? Hmm. I like that. So <clears throat> what are some of the things that you've seen, you've struggled with as you started this you know, transition? What are some of the things that you've done to, to overcome it? Yeah. Um, the self-care piece of sleep. I, you know, especially when I was still in my corporate job and I was trying to, um, make that transition i uh, i would stay up too late because mm-hmm. that would be the only time i could be able to work on it but all that was doing is uh, i wasn't producing my best work when i was exhausted in either place my business was getting not as good of product my work wasn't getting as much as good product from me and so recognizing that it was 
better to do less and less time than to stay up later. Uh, one of the things I teach in the world of improvement is Parkinson's law. And that is everything takes the amount of time that you give it. But they've actually, found, like if, if you say, oh, I can do this in two weeks, it'll take two weeks. But if you actually look at the effectiveness towards the bottom of the curve, you're least effective. And it's the same way as an entrepreneur is if you just say, I'm going to stay up till I get it done. I'm going to be burning the midnight oil or the 1 a.m. oil. And I'm really not as effective, even though I'm still being active. And so by narrowing the window of I'm going to work on this just during this time, then, um, then, it, then things happen. And, it, and it, my work is better, my health is better, and it, it treats me better um, because we can only give as much as we have in us and it depletes without being replenished. Oh, definitely. And, you know, I was talking to my son actually about this a couple of days ago because, you know, he's 12 years old and he wants to leave everything for last minute. And, you know, I recall having that same tendency when I was in college, you know, doing things right before they were due or and it's it causes so much stress and the work is really not your best work. And I know, you know, I started changing it and I started being better prepared and start like having time where I was done with things way, way early. And it helped me, you know, be less stressed. It helped me get, you know, better work done and then, you know, have time for even more things, you know, in between. I love that, especially when you do crunch time stuff, you might get it done, but if you ask someone the next day, what did you learn from that? Like, I don't know. It was a flurry. Well, you know, like then you even, and then you go, why am I even doing this? Like you quit enjoying being an entrepreneur. If all you're doing is just pumping stuff out to pump stuff out and you're not enjoying the process or the creativity or, or the care that comes with, I'm creating this because I know my clients are going to love this. Mm -hmm. I know they're going to respond to it. Cause to me, that's where I get a lot of my energy that I do is being a servant leader is uh, if I do this, I'm going to help people solve this problem and they can be happier and more joyful and more profitable in their life. Definitely. But if you're doing it in crunch time, you don't necessarily feel the good stuff and you're just all just, pumping it out right and you know it's um, interesting is uh, and it's counterintuitive for a lot of people you know they say well i have to get this done by this date i have to like it, you know it's, it must be done how do i like get myself uh, better prepared and you know be more productive so i say you know take 24 hours away from social media from your phone from you know things and people that distract you and except for this podcast connect. <laughs> yes. Still listen to the show. <laughs> Just for 24 hours. Yes. And it's so amazing what happens in that time frame because you know when you're in your mind and it, it's you know a rat race, you often don't really get to the goal. You run, you know, a crazy maze and you get nowhere. <laughs> so when we we take time to disconnect and we connect to what's important we start like you know going into our hearts that's why i believe that meditation is such a great way to practice self-care 
there's such better, like much better ideas come up, you know, different um, <clears throat> possibilities that you haven't seen before. The energy that you come with is different. The, the end result is it just, there's so many good things, so many benefits from, you know, disconnecting and practicing some, you know, type of meditation or some way of just, you know, being silent. Yeah. Well, I think about that. What you're talking about to me is deep work. You know, when you can get into that flow state yes. where you can really do that. Meditation isn't necessarily the thing that has worked for me just, but what I do like is what I would call my predictive, predictable creativity zone, which is I know how to get into that flow state which I think is probably like a form of meditation. It me. is. It truly you know, is. it's, it's getting the, uh, you know, like certain music, certain lighting. Uh, I have to set my materials up in a certain way. Like when I do that, then I'm like creative mode. If I don't do that, creativity is a lot harder. And I think that's because, you know, tap into what you know gets you into that state and replicate. Right. Oh, and I should make that. To get into that state, you got to replicate. Oh, I love that. And you know, it's so beautiful that you brought this up because I do think there is a lot of resistance to the word meditation. And by meditation, I don't necessarily just mean sit still, you know, and even though that is in itself, mm -hmm. it's gold for those who can and are willing to try it and, you know, master it. It's it's been life changing for me. And again, I'm like, you know, one of those hyper people that don't really necessarily love to sit still or, you know, I'm used to like constantly having thoughts that that can be challenging, especially in the beginning. But if you're taking a walk out in nature, that is a form of meditation. If, mm. you know, you're listening to some type of music that inspires you or gets your energy up, or get you relaxed. That's also some type, and you, this is why words are so, it can either be very inspiring or very limiting. So mm -hmm. I'm really, really glad that you brought that up because it, you know, it gives us the opportunity to, to talk about all these and challenge people to, to try. But, you know, most important out of the whole thing, the, what I want people to conclude or to, to hear is that they need some time of, of a practice where they can bring their energy into that creative mode. Yeah. Well, you also make me think, you know, why I don't call it meditation, but it kind of is, uh, <laughs> is when I journal. And because when I journal, I do take a pause practice. And in that pause, I listen to what I'm telling myself. Because it's amazing when you do that, how many brilliant genius ideas we have that we're drowning out from other things. Oh, absolutely. Through chatter, through even playing music. Like you have to take that moment to listen to yourself because you actually tell yourself sometimes. Sometimes we tell ourselves things that drive us nuts. But as you learn and condition your mind, uh, when you listen to yourself, it's going to really open up a lot of doors and barriers for you because you already know how to get through it. 
Right. And that journaling in itself is, it's a, a way of, you know, caring for yourself mm-hmm. to, you know, get the noise maybe sometimes out of your head and sometimes your most genius and most brilliant ideas, you know, it can work both ways. And like you said, you know, it brings the attention to the things that maybe matter in that moment. And sometimes, you know, it makes way for some genius ideas to, to come up. Yeah, that's great. Any tips besides meditation um, that has helped you in your your journey? Uh, for me, um, also walking, you know, some type of uh, exercising, you know, as I've gotten older, I used to be a professional athlete. And it's so interesting to see the difference between, you know, where I was and where I am now. And that's something that I do need to improve. But I still make the effort to where at least, you know, intentionally, I'm walking for 30 minutes a day. And that helps me, you know, clear my head, it helps me get the energy out because we do sit a lot and we do talk to to clients and I, I find it especially with coaches that sometimes because there is always you know you're always concentrated and listening to what the other person is saying um, then um, accessing the resources in your head to help them out you know it can cause some tension in the body and it's really really important for us to find a way to release that because if not, it can definitely take a toll on your body and on your mind and so forth. So for me, walking has been one of those tools that I use as much as possible to, to you know, replenish the energy in my body. I love that. I enjoy walking too, but uh, we recently got a puppy two weeks ago and uh, she just okay. can't have the same brisk walk with a puppy down because my arm's getting really strong to kind of keep her on the path. But yeah, I, like we were just saying the other day, I, I miss our longer walks, but uh, we'll, we'll get there. Definitely. What has, has been for you something that, you know, made a difference in your life as far as? Yeah, far? This, definitely the sleep and uh, I'm an only child and I have to at least every couple of weeks, maybe a month, have to just have Brian time because and just to not have to be reacting or part because I just need that solitaire solitude sometimes just to get myself back in kind of my natural rhythms again uh, to be able to get into my giving time so that's just something for me that uh, right and a lot. I love it. It's so, so interesting, the, the flow of things of this conversation. And I'm so grateful that you brought that up because especially as a mom, that is one of the most challenging things to do because there's so much, you know, mom shaming or mom guilt or whatever you want to call it. And especially if you're a business owner and then on top of the fact that you, you know, have to take time away from your child to to run the business then if you want that alone time can feel very selfish so right. you know i really want to encourage those who are listening that are parents and you know i'm bringing up moms because there's still some you know like bigger internal battles then versus guys, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, you know, I would love your, you know, input on this. But I know if from my standpoint that I've struggled with it, and I've seen a lot of women that I've coached, you know, struggle with it, because it's like, okay, 
where is the balance between my sanity and what matters for my child? And I think your sanity matters a lot because that's the energy you, you show up to your children, right? Right. Well, I think just to even build on what you're saying, and I think we should just say this to be obvious, just in case you people watching or listening don't know this, but self-care is never selfish. There's a lot of people who I met who would say any type of self-care is selfish, but it's not. And so I think recognizing as parents, um, that self-care means we can give more. If we don't have the self-care, we don't have as much to give to our families, to our clients, to the charities or things that we we don't we can always replenish but we can also run out unless we keep the replenishing uh, happening so so yeah so i just definitely want to make sure that people know that and you know like i said that's the beauty of how the conversation went because it, it you know it's one of the hardest lessons that i've learned because i was constantly giving constantly giving to, you know, my kids, to friends, to, you know, spouse, to everybody around me. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, when I wanted to take some time for myself, it, it felt like it was not, why, why should I? And, you know, it caused a lot of guilt. And then once again, it made me tired. I would not never come, you know, to play with him. I Like I would be in 20 different places at once because my mind was at the things that maybe I didn't solve. So solitude Mm -hmm. can, you know, create order in your life that is needed for you to be more present with, you know, your children, with yourself, with your customers, with your clients, with whomever you're interacting with. Yeah. And you also are making me think of another piece that has helped me a lot and that I work with clients with is boundaries are a form of self-care. Oh, definitely. Setting boundaries and holding those boundaries. Uh, And it's so empowering when you start to be able to do it and you realize you might get a little friction at first, but people eventually respect it. Mm -hmm. And if they don't, you start to realize that's on them and it's not you. And uh, because I think doing that gives you the space that you need and you recognize that um, if you're not at a party or you're not at this thing, or if you tell your child, I need an hour, they're going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, They're going to be fine. So I, we kind of put in this, people are going to crash and die and burn or all these bad things will happen because we're not there. But you realize people are okay when you give them boundaries. Definitely. I love that, you know, and it's, again, it's paying attention to the conversation that you have with yourself, because sometimes it's not so much a request from others, as much as it's your own demands. So you, you create those boundaries. So you know how to live, you know, in within healthy boundaries for your own sanity. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been such a fun conversation. Do you have any final words on self-care and business owners? 
No, I just really loved where this went. I know we got a little more personal, but I do, you know, at the end of the day, believe that since we are talking to people, it's important to uh, address that human part of the business and, you know, understand that the business starts and ends with you. So if yeah. you don't take care of yourself, ultimately, you know, you'll, you'll pay the price and sometimes it's not worth it. You just need to have things in the proper order. Yeah. Well, yeah. And you brought it up. The title of this show is people purpose and profit because there's the human element of it. You know, we, we aren't entrepreneur robots. They will never be <laughs> entrepreneurial robots. Right. Um, and that people side means these are struggles that we do as we have to take care of ourselves. So thank you everyone for enjoying today's show. Uh, feel free to catch us on our YouTube under this name, People, Purpose, and Profit Business Coaching, or you can listen to us on your podcaster of choice. And we are so excited to offer an extension to join our Facebook page. You can get updates on the show, but we also have a Facebook group and you can interact with Kat and I and other listeners and really create a community. Uh, and we'd love to have people share their self-care uh, tips, the things that have worked for them and the things that they struggle with, because I bet you someone that listens to the show is going to have gone through that and can be able to help you. So thank you, everybody. Thank you.